0: From Courtside the Virtual Hardwood, it's the NLSC Podcast, episode number 347. Andrew with you once again. I am Andrew in the forum and Andrew NLSC on Twitter. My co-host is Derek. You may also know him as Deeper3 in the forum, and he is Deeper384 on Twitter.
1: Happy to be here again, Um, and kind of a throwback, I'm taking this podcast out in my car. Something I did when we started doing the, um, the shows together.
0: Yes, yeah, so definitely a throwback. Uh, we would normally, I would record this uh, early in the morning, my time. But uh, old man that I am, old man of thirty-six, I got home from a uh, Halloween party, uh, less than uh, twenty people, don't worry, and we were all doing the responsible thing, and uh, and fell asleep, um, <laughs> and couldn't wake up in time. It's uh, g- getting old, Derek. Getting old
1: did you dress as bart or the space mutants
0: unfortunately not i was uh, it, it's funny you look at the uh, the effort that goes into the costume most of us were kind of doing funny things rather than full uh, full costumes i was i had a flash mask the, the flash of course from, uh, from dc comics and uh, a flash mask a uh, a helmet that has first aid on it it's one of the kind of the uh, uh, beer helmets that you put the beer in either side of of course, I, I wasn't uh, drinking at the at the party. I was uh, for, for health reasons. I was actually being uh, a teetotaler, uh, and, and I had a Hawaiian shirt on. And I was uh, the Flash at Spring Break. That was the extent of my costume. So it was very lazy, actually.
1: The biggest thing the biggest thing is is could somebody qu- could, would people understand just by looking at you what you were?
0: They knew I, I was the, a- they knew I was the Flash, but the the rest of the theme I, I mentioned. Uh, they said, "Oh, was it Casual Flash?" And I said, "Oh no, it's um." Flash of the beach. It's <laughs> it's spring. It's spring break. Flash.
1: Casual flash sounds like a remake that would come out in twenty twenty. To be completely yeah.
0: honest, yeah. Um, Pandemic flash. Like
1: I, you, <laughs> yeah. like I was telling you before this call. Um, it's funny too because when I was taking this podcast back um, in my car back uh, when we first started, it was in like November or December. So we're back at that point, and it's you know it came out to my car like I was telling you before. So, uh twenty eight degrees here um so below freezing, and uh had to wait for my car to warm up a little bit before we got recording, but yeah, uh th- that happened fast and welcome to cold weather and snow in New Hampshire. We actually had a snowfall too uh a couple days ago
0: so so, so far to me coming from the the hot land down under
1: yeah, I mean you don't you don't have to worry about this
0: No, right just, just it, well it's coming up on December, obviously it's the first um, of November here in australia today um and we're so a month away from uh from summer and uh, so that, that's what i'll be getting we'll, we'll be getting the uh 48 uh celsius days so over 100 uh fahrenheit well over yeah, 100
1: we'll fahrenheit. completely yeah completely different conditions
0: but uh yeah we have we've come full circle as you say it's november the uh coming up from the anniversary of shows uh doing the shows together and and yeah it is uh, maybe only an appropriate throwback but i do appreciate you Uh, jumping on and getting in the car especially in such cold weather
1: yeah i was trying to think of what i would be if you know for halloween so i haven't done a halloween party and i can't tell you how long but i was trying to think you know if i was to do a halloween party would i do you know a favorite movie character or a favorite video game character and you know it would have been funny how many people you would you think that would guess if i dressed up as bayou billy that i think they would have absolutely no chance uh, might be guessing. a bit obscure
0: yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah but i was thinking i think if i had to dress up i may have dressed up as rocky
0: mm. rocky Bob. Yeah. yeah that's a good I, I think people would get that one yeah they would get that one yeah so so uh as i said we did the responsible things currently uh home gatherings have to be uh, uh less than uh, 20 people or less uh not including the people who live in the house so we were doing all the responsible things but uh Yes, yeah, so I had to, actually had to leave the party a little bit early because of a um a gut flare-up that I've been dealing with at the moment. I didn't need to get out of the house, and um, yeah, so I got home, and uh, the uh, the medication that I'm on at the moment for that, uh, Derek, does actually make me a bit uh, drowsy, so that's why I got home from the party and think, oh, you know, I got home early enough that I can jump on and and record uh, the show with Derek, and uh, yeah, and then fell asleep, like like the old man that I am, but uh Here we are now, ready to uh, record, and it's been another week of news for NBA 2K21 Next Gen. A couple of days after we recorded the last show, a a gameplay video, a raw gameplay video with uh, developer commentary came out. It's also news on the WNBA's presence, and uh, a Kobe screenshot, a Next Gen Kobe screenshot came out. And we also want to answer a question that was uh posed to us on twitter and we've we've mentioned before Derek, but we would like to have a regular mailbag segment so this is this is kind of our uh, proto mailbag segment uh, an, an impromptu mailbag segment, but we will invite people to uh, uh we'll throw it throw it out there on social media of course to remind people going forward about it and solicit those questions but this is kind of kind of a uh, a test run for our mailbag
1: i think it's uh, I think it's a great idea, and you know I appreciate. Um, dr funk Doctor
0: 1984
1: funk, yeah uh, for, for asking the question um i appreciate that i think that um i think that we have enough consistent listeners um to get consistent questions
0: looking yeah look, uh, looking uh, forward to it. Run it yeah and, th- and this is a good one to start off with actually because it's, it's something we haven't really talked about we've talked a lot about retro games but this is uh, and uh the uh, talking about 8-bit and 16-bit games we we have touched on them before but perhaps not uh, but i don't think from this angle so i'm looking forward to doing that when we get around to that question a little bit later in the show
1: yeah definitely i, I think um i think it's probably a great first question to, to kick off because like you said I'm, I'm pretty sure we haven't touched on that exactly on prior shows and i like that it's centered around the 8 and 16 bit era specifically so i think it's i think it's a good question
0: it's a real thinker as well actually because because yeah I, we had to stay, stop and uh, and think and i'm sure we'll you'll hear us mull it over a little bit when we get to the uh to the question later in the show but that will be coming up uh, a little bit later on first of yeah, all i have a qu-
1: for i have a question before we can do it can i can can i please in- include jaguar 64 bit in the 16 bit
0: i reckon discussion? So. yeah
1: so, ah, okay perfect excellent because we we all know jaguar wasn't really 64 bit so I'm yeah. gonna include games <laughs> that look like they could have been
0: 60. Well, how how often do we get to talk about uh, the Jaguar? You know, that's we should do a whole show on the Jaguar. Mm. I really do. I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get to that in time. But in the meantime, we'll talk about uh, uh, systems that are definitely a little bit stronger than uh, 16 or indeed 64-bit PlayStation Five and Xbox uh, Series X slash S uh nba 2k21 next gen coming out in just a couple of weeks here derek we uh, continue to get that uh, abbreviated preview season for 2k21 and we had the the next gen gameplay video and developer commentary uh eric Benish and mike wong Baluba providing commentary over uh the over the video talking about a little bit what's been spotlighted and and, and watching it I, I see a lot of excitement for it on on social media and i, I don't i never want to rain on anyone's parade because look different things appeal to different people Uh, You and I, we've talked before about how we may be feeling a bit more cynical about the game at the moment. Uh, I I watched that, and I didn't think, oh, this is trash, this is terrible, but uh, I wasn't really uh, excited by it, I I have to admit.
1: The lighting is better. I mean, we already talked about that. The lighting is better. They actually, you know, we've talked about the dark crowds over the years. Uh, I brought it up a lot, um, where they've just kind of made the the crowds dark and dull um, ever since 2K18, and it really um, brings down uh you know the look the the positive um exciting look of the game during gameplay and they've added that lighting to the crowd now it's not dark and gloomy they're alive etc and that is cool the atmosphere definitely looks a little bit better um and we've already talked about how the faces also the cyber faces the textures look a little bit better however there are obvious copy and pastes from last gen like brandon ingram which I'm not sure why they displayed that so much. Again, a marketing thing that just doesn't make any sense to me. But um, that doesn't look anything like Brandon Ingram, mm. and um, like like over like he's it just doesn't look like him. But anyway, so some of the faces are recycled. So graphically, you know, I've talked about this graphically. I expected a bigger jump, but at the same time, that's not what it's about.
0: Of course, yeah. We've
1: talked about you know how how important gameplay is, and I think one thing that bothered me about the video. Was how it started with the commentary, and they were like, oh, I just gotta tell you this game looks great. this looks great. I mean, look at I mean we really this looks great, and then he goes, You know a lot of people make fun of it, but the sweat the sweat looks great and Mike and Mike Wang goes, Oh, yeah, I love the sweat or something like that, and it's like they're talking so much about the appearance, and we're not getting enough talk about what was actually going on on the court. They mentioned foot planning, right so that was mentioned in it but it didn't match what i was seeing right because the movement looked very similar to what we already have on um pc on ps4 current Xbox gen, yeah. One. yeah yeah so on, on current gen. so yeah i'm not excited about what i'm seeing about the gameplay and that's what's most important to me um i'm still hopeful but i'm not liking what i'm seeing
0: i agree that trying to lean into the joke about sweat i understand where they're coming from with that and certainly look it is something that makes it look impressive and it's funny that every generation has seemed to be about sweat because of the the idea of progressive sweat and everything so it's as much as we joke about it i guess it is one of those things that you go back to the early days of basketball games it's something they couldn't do certainly without uh really using up the resources that were better put to other things at the time but at the at the same time, trying to lean into the joke, it, it really it, it's there's kind of an arrogance to it. I have to say it, it, it's it's missing the point of what people are saying. Like, oh, they make fun of it, yeah, because at a certain point it gets ridiculous to base everything around a, a sweaty player, a picture of a sweaty player, or, or, or footage of a sweaty player, because that's not really. And some people, some people really to to the, to their credit, do really focus on the sweat of players. And I, I do think that's misguided. Again, everyone's entitled to their opinions and their own likes and dislikes. But uh, it, it's it's why we've always made the joke on the podcast for years, and why I've kept it going about shoelace physics, because it's one of those things that oh, it would be pretty cool to see. Like you zoom in on the, on the shoes and the and the laces are moving. That'd be kind of impressive in a way, but also an incredibly useless detail at the same time. And, and sweat is not useless, but it's it's one of those things that. I, again i understand leaning into the joke but it's kind of like do you get why we're saying it do you get do you get the critique why we are making fun of that you know and you know again it just comes off as a little bit you know those dumb fans don't know what they're talking about making a game and i think we do i think we do know a bit better than that
1: game play right that's what that's what matters the most we're playing for the gameplay the between the lines right to get out on the hardwood that's what it's that's what it's more about i I, I thought
0: so but maybe not maybe right
1: right. that's the majority of people you know you do have those people like that you've talked about and and it's okay to say hey i want the sweat to look better or i want the sweat like lagoa okay lagoa every year says you know what they didn't do a good job with progressive sweat i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna make a global that has better progressive sweat and that's fine and that's fine that doesn't mean that lagoa doesn't care about the gameplay um so the point that i'm trying to make is gameplay like what's happening between the lines how the it feels on the controls um how you how your player can uh, how basically how reactive the game is um how how many you know how much enjoyment you can get out of it more enjoyment than frustration that's what matters not going through the menus or going into edit player and you know saying oh this space looks exactly like the player that is not as important as what's happening between the lines
0: we've, so. we've seen games in, in the past of many genres that have looked fantastic but then have really come up short on the gameplay front and the fun factor and it's it's like well okay bad graphics or, or disappointing graphics subpar uh not impressive whatever you want to say a game that is fun and we've said this before can make up can make up for that the the fun gameplay experience you can say okay yeah the graphics are a little bit outdated or whatever and this is actually something that's been said of fallout in fact even when fallout 3 and new vegas were new people have said that the engine is a little bit outdated with the animations and the uh, character models and whatnot but at the same time those games are so fun for those of us who love those games that we can go back to it with those outdated graphics that are quite outdated now and enjoy it because the experience outweighs the the flash you know the, the substance outweighs the flash of the the graphics
1: Right, and it's not just in the basketball space either, or the sports gaming space. There's this game called Nanui, Um that I bought because it was on sale for like 3 bucks, and it boasts itself as a, basically, it's like a side-scroller RPG, but has 3D elements, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a 3D game. Um, it has good-looking main characters, um, nifty-looking bosses that have good graphics on them, um, etc. This game looks really good but the get the reviews on this game are mostly negative and at one point i believe they were overwhelmingly negative on steam um and why because the gameplay is clunky because there's it seems like there's input lag there's delayed animations there's not variety in the um in the bad guys um there's unfair gameplay mechanics in it and whatnot so it's not just the basketball gaming space, you know. That game looks fantastic. If you're if you were going if you were going by just graphics, that, that game would be very well rated. But people care about the gameplay. So it doesn't get rated well.
0: And that's so. that again is when you're leaning into the whole ha ha sweat situation and, and kind, of, kind of mocking gamers for making that critique. It's it's missing the point, And it's missing the point that we do have these complaints about gameplay that running through a few generations now there's there are legacy issues that have happened through a couple of different engines or maybe more than a couple uh as the case may be so it's it's kind of insulting but at the same time i understand where they're trying to come from and and acknowledge the joke and 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 show you know maybe i'm taking it the wrong way maybe they're just trying to lean into that humor and 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 show that they have a sense of humor as well that they're not going to take it too personally but it it is it is one of those things where unfortunately two k with some of the things they've said and the way they've acted it it's sometimes hard to give them the benefit of the good uh benefit of the goodwill benefit of the doubt because of that lack of goodwill but uh you know that that is what it is as as for the gameplay you know it does look very current gen with a current gen with a filter i I don't like that it sounds more cynical and snarky than i than I mean it to but there are definitely familiar issues as far as sliding, skating, uh and, and some of the animation animations and whatnot. And and we knew that there were gonna be some familiar animations because it's they're not really able to create a whole new bank of animations within a, a couple of years. You're not gonna throw out everything. A lot of animations still do look very good, so that they are worth using, at least until you can Uh, bringing a lot of people to the studio to do motion capture which again in the middle of a pandemic is is hard to do hard to arrange and and that kind of goes for uh, face scans as well getting new face scans something i will say for the gameplay derek is that even though it looks similar uh, there, there is a chance that it may feel very different on the sticks and if it does have that different feel if you're not feeling like you're getting sucked into other players uh you know not having problems with momentum stopping the cpu being faster than you two two or three steps quicker artificially to have that artificial difficulty Uh, those are the kinds of things uh, unfortunately you're never really going to notice from a a, a video so it may look familiar but it may play differently and uh, i wish that's something that they would stress a little bit more in their commentary but that is that is something that i do have the benefit of the doubt as far as the game goes that it may have less frustrations less, less familiar frustrations it may look similar when we're just watching someone else play but but it may be slightly different and i hope it is because that's what even if if it looks familiar if it if it plays differently if it feels differently on the sticks and and better obviously not just differently but better then then certainly that is what we want to see and that that is a possibility
1: it is and fingers crossed Mm. right i mean i think one thing that needs to be pointed out though is you can see frustrations like potential can, frustrations yeah true it, like, true right. so if you see players changing direction awkwardly or running awkwardly or you see players um floating above the court on drives or you see players clipping through each other um or you see a familiar canned animation and all of that stuff um chances are if you see it and you've experienced issues um in that regard with that gameplay those gameplay mechanics then you can basically foreshadow you can be like, yeah, that's probably going to be a problem true, <laughs> for true. me when I play it. Um, personally, I see still a lot of skating, um, and I see some movement issues, but like you said, it could feel better. So I have my fingers crossed. I'm still going to be buying it. I buy it every year, um, and if I have a lot of issues with it or if I have good, a good time with it, as you know, you know, we'll give our feedback.
0: So. And I think, for me, the difficulty I'm going to have getting my hands on a PlayStation 5 is is—is it's definitely dulling my enthusiasm. I, I won't lie about that.
1: Yeah, I, I told you I, sp- I spent an hour to an hour and a half in line for an Xbox Series X. Mm. Um, GameSpot. Uh, GameStop. And uh, I got to the register, and they didn't have any. <sighs> yeah, uh, that's so, frustrating. <laughs> so, yeah, we're at the point now where a place like even Best Buy around here said that they're not doing anything in store and it's, it's all online order or online pickup mm. um, or online order and then pick up at the store or online order and have it shipped to you or something like that. So um, I have a feeling that I'm not going to be able to get my hands on one in the short term either. And, and it kind of makes me a little sad because I had a couple of people asking me on my YouTube videos, Hey, are you going to be getting next gen? and asking um you know when i'm going to upload gameplay videos and stuff well sorry so
0: (laughs) yeah at at this point i I have a digital copy by virtue of buying the mamba forever edition for uh, playstation 4 but yeah i I will not be playing at launch uh not by choice i I was all ready to get a playstation 5 and we'll be getting one at some point but uh yeah at at launch it's just not going to happen uh just the way it is unfortunately because we and I'm going to put this on Sony and Microsoft because you look at last time, and yes, you had to get, the, get in the pre-orders as soon as possible, but we, we knew at least six or seven months before when they were coming out, and we were able to pre-order it at that time. We got about a month to do it, and, and with the stocks that every pretty much everywhere was getting around the world, it's, uh, it's, it's a very messy launch to this generation, or it certainly seems like it's shaping up to be a very messy launch to this generation of consoles.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand... <laughs> I don't understand how they, they ran out of stock so fast. I mean, I do, and I don't. Um, but at the same time, it seems like maybe a lack of preparation. I still feel really bad for all of those people that, uh, you know, the parents who bought the Xbox One.
0: Oh, the Xbox thinking, One X, yeah.
1: Yeah, thinking. And, and I, honestly, I think that's kind of, I, I hate to say this, but not to be like cynical or anything, I think that's kind of crappy for Microsoft to do
0: that i think think that as much as people have made fun of playstations yeah Yeah. as as much as people have made fun of playstations naming conventions one two three four five there's no ambiguity to it
1: right but then acts like if you're a parent and your kid says you know i want the new xbox Xbox, is x right the new xbox and they go on and they see an xbox one x and they hear they remember their kid saying x make sure you get the series x and they see an Xbox One X for five hundred dollars, which is what they were yeah. right on the the various sites. And what's going to happen? They're going to the parent is going to buy it, and that's not. And and you can say it's the parent's fault all you want, but I also think it's pretty misleading.
0: I so I do too. Yeah, it's and it's it's a result of that uh, weird. Uh, and and I am not by any chance. mighty stress, you know, I have an Xbox three hundred and sixty. Uh, on my third Xbox 360, actually, so I, I do have a little bit of an axe to grind with Microsoft, but it, I, I have PlayStation for my own reasons, not because I think oh PlayStation is perfect and and, and Xbox isn't. It's nothing like that. Uh, but that is that is one thing I think that Microsoft has, has done, and and to your point, probably intentionally to a, to a certain point, because oh yes, you know, we we can move a few more Xbox One Xs by mistake, or and they move on. the. T- and they and they did yeah. and then yeah. you know but it's they, i think they shoot themselves in the foot with that as well because then you know other parents can say well i'm not going to turn around and buy you an xbox series x as well and you know eh, but what it is what it is but it is it's it's a bit of a, a wonky launch to this generation uh it's going to be hard for us to cover the game uh, straight out of the gate but we will give our impressions it in the meantime uh one thing i did want to say about legacy issues um it's and it's hard to tell because again you have to the only way to know it for sure is to get your hands on the sticks, and to play the game. But something that's really been bothering me lately, and it's come, I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, the The layup meter, for example, and they've got the new they showed off the new shot meters in the video, and a lot of people defend the layup timing and layup meter. And I've been thinking about this, Derek, and a lot of those those complaints, it's it goes beyond the the, the single issue. Because people say, "Oh, you know, you just just time it properly, just just master the mechanics." But it's always you've got to look at the bigger picture. Because quite often, when I miss a layup as a as a big man in uh, in, in online in particular, uh, there's there's all kinds of other factors involved. Of course, there is the the lag for online uh, online play, but not just that because it also happens with offline play as well. Uh, you you're going in and you you you're going in and you expect a dunk but you get sucked into another player and suddenly it's a contested layup instead of a dunk or your momentum stops for whatever reason because the motion system that was introduced in 2K18 is kind of not very good. Uh, and so you think that you're going to keep going barreling onto the basket for a layup or a dunk, but then all of a sudden you stop dead and you, you're not taking the shot you thought so you can't time it the way you thought it was, was or, or you, were going, you thought you were going for a dunk which you don't have to time and then all of a sudden you have to time a layup. Um, also, there is the issue of the CPU being able to make contested layups more easily than you can, and making the same—they're making the same kinds of layups that you miss. So there's all these other things that go into the the issue of layup timing. For example, that it's not just a case of again get good, which you which certainly you need to be able to time layup props uh, layups properly if you have that enabled. But at the same time, it's not just a case of that because you don't know whether you're going to get the right animation what kind of animation whether it's going to be an appropriate one whether it's going to continue in for a dunk whether you're going to get sucked backwards into a defender and have a layup instead of a an open dunk whether momentum's going to kill get killed whether it's going to continue on so there's all kinds of other things that people you can't just look at things in a vacuum the whole system has to work together and if there are issues at at different parts of the of the game of the gameplay then that little thing that like layup timing suddenly it's it's doesn't work as well as it should because it doesn't play well with all the other systems
1: so so I got invited on to the um from the Raptors podcast um hosted by Bannertown USA uh, and I was talking with these two college kids who invited me on um Jack and Sam uh two great guys um, I posted about them recently give them a follow um but they're 2K players and they were talking to me about the stuff that bothers them with the shot mechanics and they talked about the stuff that you and I talk about, you know what I mean? And the stuff, you know, you know, there was an uproar of complaints and there's a reason there was, and, you know, he, he had mentioned how he goes, you know, I, I get really upset when, because they do an online league for NBA 2K 21 and they do an online league and he says he gets so frustrated when he'll miss like five or six shots in a row with his um the meter like with the cursor right in the middle of the meter and he misses like five or six shots in a row and then his opponent will come down and they'll shoot outside of the meter and it will go in yeah he just gets absolutely so frustrated about it and it's on outside shots and it's on shots in the paint it's on layups and all of that stuff it's it feels like a completely random result um and that is the act exact opposite of skill-based. So I'm listening to these two kids talking to me about this. They're adults, but they're kids to me. So, We're old. <laughs> um, yeah, really? I think they thought I was younger than, um, what I am, but you know, they, uh, you know, they're talking to me and they're like, Oh, we, you know, we can't stand the shot mechanics. They don't make sense and stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is, they sound like us, right? This is how, this is how we talk about it. So, People, you know, there's a reason that this uproar happened. Hmm. And um, I'm glad you brought that up again because it allowed me to, you know, bring it back to that that conversation I had with these two guys. And that podcast is out there on YouTube if you want to go listen to those guys and what they were saying about it. Um, But there is a reason there was an uproar. I've talked about this so many times before. Go on Steam or go on Metacritic and look at the hundreds and even thousands of games that have really positive reviews. Really positive reviews. Like, in the green on Metacritic, or very positive or overwhelmingly positive on Steam, people, if, if, if the game plays really strong at its core, and the mechanics are fair to the gamer, it doesn't matter if we're talking about sports games, or it's talking about adventure games, RPGs, action games, etc., If the gameplay is good at its core and it's fair to the gamer and the gamer feels like they have control, people will go online and leave far more positive reviews than negative. So when there's an uproar and and there's this many people speaking up about it and there's this many negative reviews, it is a major red flag because it's been proven time and time again people will leave positive feedback
0: absolutely and people know their stuff as well so it's very insulting for developers for certain content creators i'll put it out there without going into you know not starting any beef <laughs> i won't we won't mention names or anything but there are certain content creators that also parrot the whole get good situation the whole get good uh rhetoric that uh, that a lot of people mention And it's not just about that if there are issues with the system uh technically wrong whether it plays with the animation selection or input lag or 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 inconsistent mechanics as far as the sh- for, like with the shot meter uh, being in or outside the meter and especially since they have uh, specifically said in the in the developer blog if you recall that they have changed it so that if you are outside the good make the, the good or green release area on, on next gen you have to get in that Appa- apparently anything outside will miss you have to get in the good zone or the good or the green zone to actually make shots on next gen so that is something they've advertised very specifically in the developer blog so that is something that it'll be interesting to see if they follow through on and that's something that's hard to see through a video and again it's another situation where we'll have to wait and see have to get the hands on the sticks or us and other people But it really really will come down to whether those mechanics are all properly done. And and that's sometimes hard to get across in a video. So there is certainly a possibility that it will play very differently or feel very differently, feel better on the sticks. Uh, But as far as the gameplay, uh, there are impressive parts to it as far as the visuals and whatnot. But at the moment, uh, I'm still at at best cautiously optimistic because we have seen a lot of legacy issues make it through. Uh, a full rebuild this is not the first time they've mentioned uh, built from the ground up maybe not in those words but of course the eco motion engine for 2k14 was supposed to be uh, revolutionary but it played very similar to the current gen or last gen 2k14 so we've heard as we've said before we've heard these things before we've we've seen promises had promises broken um so at the it didn't blow me away but i will say derek you know in all fairness because i feel like we have been kind of negative about the blogs but I, at the same time you and i have been through so many previous seasons and had the just disappointments that we, there is a bit of cynicism there but i will say that it there's a good chance and hopefully it will uh play differently and play better than current gen even if it looks similar and th- it's a possibility
1: i mean they're milking the hell out of these pre-orders I mm. mean, if you really think about it, we have a week and a half until the release, and we saw a, a the only real gameplay video we saw was one minute, like a one minute video. I mean, they are really milking this.
0: Yeah, about, about that was about four minutes of, of gameplay. This one, yeah, was it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the, so the latest one was yeah.
1: The, I'm actually surprised. I mean, was that actual gameplay on the court? It didn't feel like four minutes. Uh, or are four, you talking? Are you including?
0: a uh, four intro? minute video, probably about maybe two two and a half minutes of. Uh, of game exactly. time. But, but there's all, including stoppages. Yeah.
1: Of course, all the theatrics. So, you know, I want to mention a couple things and um, I don't know if you noticed this, but there was quite a bit of stuttering. It wasn't at 60 FPS during the um, the intros.
0: few, like, few people have picked doing. up on that. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, exactly. So, um You know, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious if they're going to follow through with the performance aspect. If they're going to follow through with the low loading, um, the um, drastically low loading times. Remember, you saw the video, like with the whole snap of the finger. Yep. Like, oh, snap the finger, it's the next screen. We'll see if they follow through on that. We'll see if they try to sneak ads in there, uh, etc. We'll also see, um, you know, if, like you said, if the gameplay is more sound and it does feel better. Like I said, I'm still going to play it. I give every game a chance. I'm going to mess with the sliders like I do every single year. I'm going to upload some gameplay videos like I do every year, um, and we'll just see how it goes.
0: And, and we want these games to be good. I mean, it's, I'll quite happily eat my words if, if I'm wrong about a game uh, being disappointing. If, it, if it's not disappointing, if it lives up to the hype and, or then probably, you know, exceeds it as well, I, I'm quite happy to be, to be wrong in that situation. I, I'd rather not be cynical. I'd rather not be saying, see i told you so as 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 gratifying as as it is to say i told you so sometimes in this situation where you want the product to be good it's not it's it's a very bittersweet uh being correct in that situation i'd I'd rather be wrong and hopefully hopefully our cynicism will simply just be from uh, past disappointments coming back to haunt us and yeah i mean I, i would quite happily be wrong about this and and if i am then i'll have no problem admitting it
1: I think the word I want us to use is honest. We're being honest.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, we, we back. Listen, listen. You know, we not you, but you know, people listening. It's just you need to understand that. We you know we brought backup for this as well. You know, we talked about the um, almost exact language from prior dev, dev blogs, the lies that we've heard in the past. Um, the uh, you know the lack of communication on actual issues. Um, You know, there was a situation recently, which I'm not going to name his name, but somebody who works with, for NBA 2K commenting on a roster issue because it was listed in an article. It was about mid range shooting about Kyle O'Quinn having 88 on mid range and Jimmy Butler having like a 60 or something like that. Um, And he made sure because an article was written about it and it was shared by a big account. I think it was hoop central has hundreds of thousands of followers i believe and he made sure to go in there and try to like explain why that rating happened but he didn't give one comment on my thread yeah not one comment to my thread which i worked so long on and you know showed so many more issues more relevant issues too than the issue that was brought forward in that one um but it just shows how they work right there's Uh, a a
0: aversion to admitting that they're wrong quite frankly
1: for me it's a slap in the face
0: yeah
1: um and how else am i supposed to take that so yeah that's that was super frustrating
0: but well it's like a lot of like a lot of online discussions when people actually bring facts to the table when they bring when they show they're working when they when they (laughs) bring the receipts uh, a lot of people peace out or get strangely silent i I think that's what it comes down to
1: right or or move the goals goalposts or lobby yeah
0: yeah absolutely but uh we will see. We will see how things go as far as the the gameplay. We do want it to to have a start on a great foot, to start on the right foot, and uh, a good start to the generation. Uh, we do want these games to be as good as they can be moving forward, and hopefully that will be the case. Uh, on on the bright side, Derek, we do have some good news about the WNBA, which has been expanded upon in next gen. Uh, this was mentioned during the previous season of current gen as well. That uh, there would be a lot to look forward to in. Uh, um, in next gen I, I will say that uh i'll get okay i'll get the cynical stuff out of the way first Derek. and that is that i think this stuff could have and perhaps should have been done on uh, current gen especially the uh the wmba franchise mode that they were introducing but if nothing else they are actually making proper use of it moving forward on this generation it is the right thing to do uh and a quick rundown of what they are doing is the uh, my wmba mode which is a fully uh, featured franchise mode uh, it's going to have similar customization to my league as far as rules finances teams that are included it will also have connected online leagues and a, and a leaderboard and a stand a standalone playoffs mode for wmba just like the nba which is great news um uh, there's a career mode in the form of the w which is going to be the uh, WNBA's version of my career which is going to have no microtransactions progression solely by playing games on-court and off-court activities that contribute towards uh, goals as far as popularity popularity of the league uh, personal wealth and there's also going to be the w online which is an online uh, three versus three multiplayer mode games played to 21 and street rules kind of like the playground it's going to have take place in its own uh, special arena which looks pretty cool and also anything any progress that's earned in the mode also unlocks animations and clothing and counts towards progression much like the online modes for the nba side of things uh Sounds pretty good, Derek. It's it's b- making good use of the WNBA license, full use of the WNBA license. It's taking it way beyond what NBA Live did, even though NBA Live had WNBA first. As we said before, it's not who does it first, but who does it best. And I think this is really good for the game. And yeah, again, making use of that license and not just having it uh fall by the wayside, which is which is kind of a problem with the uh the historical NBA content, to be honest with uh, next gen. And it'd be great if they brought back some more. Uh, challenge modes and whatnot for to the made better use of the historical teams but actually going out and making full use of what the what they've licensed and taking pushing as far as they can go now that is old school 2k and and that's something i like to see
1: so a couple things i I mean i agree that you know they pay you know people paid for the full price product of you know nba 2k 21 for current gen Hmm. and it is kind of disappointing that they're not getting those features um especially because the game was released as a standalone much earlier yep. um and so it is a little it is a little sad um that they didn't and i really hope that 2k follows through on their promise as far as carrying over the 2k 21 my team stuff um from current gen to uh, next a gen. Th- a so few people have cap- brought
0: that up and wondered if it's going to work as as well as advertised and it's got me wondering as well yeah
1: yeah, so we got to see if they follow through on that. On the positive side, so um, I apps, I, I tweet, I retweeted that, and I said it's a great move by 2K. Uh, 2K did what Live didn't. They handled the WNBA properly. Um, you know, with NBA Live 19, when they introduced the WNBA, EA Sports made a big mistake. Um, they didn't have, you know, the coaches on the bench. Uh, it was just the players. I don't believe that the teams were even full completely. Um, they, they had no season mode either um it was basically just you can go into exhibition and play play now with wnba and there you go yeah. right so um that was basically it and they didn't handle it right they didn't give it attention to detail there were other issues with it as well so 2k comes back comes comes around after and says okay so we're gonna put the wnba in in the game but we're gonna do it right and they gave people You know, the first year that they had the WNBA in the game, they gave people a season mode um, and whatnot. And now you're seeing the, um, you know, them enhancing it even more. And the WNBA needs this. You know, we talked about 2K20's number of downloads, and 2K20 had over 8 million downloads. Um, And I want to say 2K18, I saw an article that said they had over 10 million, right? I think it was 10 million or 11 million downloads for NBA 2K18. So that is a lot of eyes that are going to be on the WNBA that maybe otherwise wouldn't be. True. And so I think that it's really good advertising for the league. I think um, more people than you would think are going to go in and try to use those teams and take a look at those teams. I think now with the ability to create these players, I think you're going to see both men and women alike creating – WNBA play, uh, excuse me, women players. Um, I think you're going to see people doing, you know, possibly more WNBA seasons. Uh, I think that three on three mode is going to be shown off a lot. Uh, and I, like you said, the court and the lighting looks really cool for that. That looks amazing. That looks very next gen.
0: The yeah, way they have the light. It's like the temple or, and the and the hangar.
1: Right. It's very similar to that exactly, um, but just really good shadows and lighting and all of that stuff. So I think it's great for the WNBA, and I give kudos to NBA Two K. One thing is, and people brought this up, and I agree: women, you know, that you could create and whatnot, they can't go into the regular parks, and they can't be going into the rec. So I think that that rubbed people the wrong way. Um, They think that people that Two K is shortchanging the WNBA in that. Excuse me, women and the WNBA in that regard um just women in general and i see where they're coming from um but i'm taking this right now as a uh, hey the wnba is getting a lot more exposure and that's a good thing
0: yeah so. and I, I think after because nba live did allow you to do that with court battles and and the one the street section of the one you could actually they they did have that mix in there that uh, those mixed teams that you could have so maybe I, I suppose people are expecting that and were disappointed that they couldn't uh, have those mixed teams and it's uh, maybe it's one of those things of one step at a time because obviously 2K, uh, live did that first but then 2k has done all of this first and I, I think this is so much deeper content that 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 kind of stuff having those mixed teams and having anyone taking their my player male or female to the park is uh to the playground or whatever they're going to do for next gen because they haven't mentioned they, they said there's going to be something different and um and and, and uh tg so good has, has done a bit of research and seen things enable the world you know whether they're going to what what they're going to replace uh, the neighborhood with a next gen because they're obviously going to have something similar whatever <laughs> whatever next gen version of that looks like so it, it it is a shame in that regard but at the same time as you say there's a lot of uh, positive stuff that they've done uh besides and it is uh, one step at a time and, and quite a few steps at a time in this uh in this case and i, I could i could see them uh doing that in the future um and, and you know look there's always going to be people that oh, conversely are going to be upset if they do that or upset that they've dared to do more WNBA content and, and to that i always say look if you're not interested in it there's still all the mba side of things it'd be one thing if they were taking out my career to put in the w but they're not doing that they're not taking out historical content hopefully, uh, and, and if they do it's going to be a licensing issue, not a WNBA issue, but they're not going to be taking out the familiar aspects that we of the NBA side of things. It's expanded content, uh, it's it's not going to take anything away from developing the motion systems or motion capture or anything like that. So it's it's not going to be a detriment to the game. At worst, it's going to be something that you don't like, not interested in, and can avoid. And, and just ignore.
1: Stop acting like women, like the league shouldn't exist, you know? Yeah. Like people think, exactly. stop, stop acting like women don't have a right to have their own league, number one. Number two, stop acting like these women suck at basketball. And, you know, another thing is, is stop acting like these women don't deserve their own game or exposure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And you know what? They could very well have their own game it doesn't need to be part of nba 2k they could have a wnba 2k and i do and i do think that some people would buy it um i I think it's absolutely ridiculous and it's disrespectful to women
0: it is um
1: in, in general in my opinion i i don't think it's fair and i think people need to see the big picture because listen there are a lot of little girls out there that love basketball there's a lot of girls that idolize these women in the WNBA, and there's a lot of a pe- lot of girls that get you know inspiration and motivation from these women athletes, and they deserve you know they deserve to have someone to look up to as well. You know what we have we have athletes you know that we grew up idolizing um, in the men's ranks. Um, some men you know idolize women as well, but you know we had you know we had our Michael Jordans and and all of that stuff, and I was absolutely thrilled when the WNBA came about with you know, with Cheryl Swoops and Rebecca Lobo and Lisa Leslie and Tina Thompson, um and and whatnot and um, Tisha Panetrero, I believe her name was. Like they had, you know, all these different women that these girls could now look up to. And For sure. um, you know, made them want to play basketball, made them want to, you know, get involved in the things that the players got involved in, um, and all of that stuff that got excited to watch them. It was a good escape for some of these girls, etc. So, again, stop disrespecting women and in my and again, stop disrespecting the WNBA and acting like they shouldn't exist. Like it's ridiculous.
0: It, it plays new very toxic stereotypes of gamers and that's uh yeah, you know, when we say, "Oh, people just look down on gamers," and then people come out with those attitudes, it's like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> you bring it on yourself when you when you act that way and have those opinions." You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but opinions also speak a lot about uh, personality and the intelligence of the person expressing that opinion. You know, that's that is the thing. You put the opinion out there, and, and people are going <laughs> to. I have the right to opinion, and people also have the right to an opinion on your opinion. Uh, right, but <laughs> so, right. yeah. no,
1: Don't say you know, the the close. Nobody watches it, or nobody cares, or the or the comments. And this is one of the worst ones. Is um, it's you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't care about it. I wish they had spent more time in another mode. Well, I'm sorry, but to be completely honest with you, there are millions of people that do care. Yeah. about the sport of basketball and women's basketball
0: Oh wait, wait, there to, are to, to hear it nobody's playing any modes in 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 2k to, to hear about it because you, you remember yeah. no, nobody's playing my team nobody's playing my career no one's playing play now no one's playing my league so like, okay what are they playing you know so everyone's right. like it was like it's it's saying no saying we it's saying no one when people are just talking about themselves
1: well, they're, they're acting like the WNBA, like it's just, it's, it's this league where it's the only w- place that women play basketball. Do you guys understand that millions of little girls play basketball and youth basketball? Do you re- realize that there's, you know, thousands of high school teams out there of I mean, women's basketball? We that, have the
0: they, WNBL here in Australia. We have the women's, we have a pro league here in Australia.
1: Right, exactly. You know, there's college, there's women's college basketball and everything. This goes far beyond the WNBA itself as well so yeah it's just it's a lot bigger than that and i think people just need to open their eyes and see it
0: and uh, i I want to put out there that uh, cheryl miller very infamously would uh um, (laughs) defeat her her brother reggie miller playing growing up playing and his friends would make fun of him and she'd school them too and they'd they'd be humbled as well (laughs) so yeah like the, the idea I, it's, it's yeah it's out there what is this the 50s you know that uh you know w- women shouldn't play sports or whatever yeah ridiculous and and again if people aren't interested in the content that is absolutely fine we're not saying you know I, I will say you don't have to be interested in the content i think it it's open-minded to actually you know give it a chance don't get me wrong but if you're not interested the nba side of things is still there it, it extra content and, and people say about the historical content too anything you're not interested in there is still other things that are there to be interested in. But
1: when it's insults, see, the thing is, is it's Agreed. okay to say, yeah. but that doesn't interest me. Like if somebody said, if somebody goes, hey, check out this video, this WNBA video, and somebody goes, no, this looks really cool, but this doesn't interest me, right? Yeah. There's something completely different than that, than, than, than somebody saying it shouldn't even be in the game. Why are they, why are they wasting their time on this? Yuck, women's basketball. When, when like, stuff like that starts happening, that's when it becomes a problem.
0: Agreed. Oh, absolutely. No no question at all. And the funny thing is, for years, we talked about the possibility of there being a WNBA title. And a lot of us said, well, given the the smaller a market share and whatever, it would probably have to be a soft launch as part of an NBA game. That's what has happened. So, so what's happened is something that we talked about for a long time, going back to the late 90s, early 2000s, when the WNBA was you know, first coming to be so we're actually seeing something that a lot of people thought would be a cool idea doing it in the most efficient and cost-effective way as, as part of an NBA game yeah I, I, again it's it's one of those things where if you're not interested that's fine but to to, to really be affronted by its existence yeah I think that's going taking it way too far
1: yeah, yeah people like act legitimately disgusted about it
0: yeah that's like, uh, like, disg- like well that's uh bigger problems in the world my friend basically
1: exactly right oh 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 there's a there's a league of women playing um an amazing sport like basketball inspiring little girls across the world how dare you
0: yeah how dare
1: yeah. how dare you have that league
0: Come you know on. we're seeing it in uh, obviously it's not a real sport professional wrestling uh, women's wrestling at the moment is uh, is is getting as high profile as, as it's ever been and it's entertaining and, and people are enjoying it you know and it's 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 happened on the, on the independent scene. But it's also there's been that revolution in the WWE as well, and that's you know, the world's biggest promotion. So th- there is a freshness to it, even though there's only so many wrestling storylines you can do, much like uh, like any storytelling storytelling medium, I should say. So it, it's one of these things that are you know you you know get on board or get left behind, or or if you're not interested, just watch something else. You no, know, it's, it's not it's not like <laughs> it's not like they're shutting down or removing the NBA real or virtual from these things so yeah it's uh it it just seems misplaced to get so upset if nothing else misguided misplaced anger if nothing else and and, yeah
1: you can say that the game's not entertaining to you like that's fine if it's not then be honest about it you can say we say about the real we say about the
0: (laughs) nba itself you
1: know right exactly yeah exactly but no you can say that stuff and you can critique the game itself and everything but don't fail to realize the big picture yeah like don't fail to see the big picture and why the league exists and what it does um you know for the girls for the women playing in it the people involved in the wnba but also the the fans as well
0: so absolutely and as far as the game goes if you're going to have the wnba in the game and, and license it do it right do, and and make full use of that license we saw again how nba live came up short in that respect so for 2k to take the ball and run with it uh, so much the better
1: yeah, no, 100%. I, and I said this, you know, we, we've been slamming a little bit on 2K recently because of the stuff that we've mentioned, the, you know, kind of the dead blogs, the lies, the things we've heard before, the issues and all that stuff. But they do some things right. You know what I mean? Uh, no, the retro content isn't done well, and I'm really pissed at them for that. And the, the disrespecting of those players and, you know, it's not fair to them, their families and all of that stuff. But you know what? They understand that con- that content is still on demand right so they put that stuff in the game you know they understand the importance of having the W A nba and getting that exposure in the video game and they are putting the wnba in you know they don't they and they do have some things good with the graphics and all of that stuff and we've talked about some of the good animations and everything 2k isn't all bad
0: well, um, and out. they have
1: done some things. and um like i said my my youtube channel wouldn't even exist probably without nba 2k because that's almost all of my videos,
0: so yeah, and I want to put this out there as well. Um, having content in the game by default and and you, and you mentioning the historical players and, and again and having the uh, the incorrect ratings obviously that, that that's not done properly, but simply having those plays in the game, we can go and fix them and we can make use of those assets to make even greater things like retro rosters and all other all-time rosters and things like that. should we have to fix all those issues no. But by having that content in the game, in the base game, it gives us something to work with, as it does with the WNBA content as well. And something that quite interests me here as well, and I think this is, again, a very rare uh, act of goodwill on 2K's part, is that there's not going to be any microtransactions in this mode. That progression is solely determined by playing games, which also demonstrates that that is possible. It's not like microtransactions have to be in a My Career mode. So again, that just... Let's just throw that out there right now. I mean, Jim Sterling has put out many videos uh, pointing out how things like being able to buy your way, f- buy your progress in, uh, in in games is a is selling a solution to a problem that has been put in there by the developers in the first place. So that's the whole thing. But it, this shows, yes, in 2020, you can do a career mode without microtransactions if you want to. But, but because it makes them so much money, <laughs> 2K isn't going to want to do that for for my career and my team. But since that is in the game, a career mode with uh, with no microtransactions, what might we be able to do in the future when it's on PC, as far as modding things into a, and having a traditional career mode using the WNBA career mode as a as a base? You know, what can we do, what can we possibly do well, moving forward? When, of course, it's not going to be on PC this year, but having this content in the game just opens up so many opportunities to customize that and make use of existing assets. And yes, we were able to put a lot of things in the game with modding, when it's when we have the PC version of this, obviously, and, and current gen, but having those uh, mechanics and those assets to work with in the first place just opens up all those possibilities. So the more content, historical NBA, historical NBA, uh, WNBA, so much the better, because it just gives us more to do with the game.
1: Oh yeah, for PC, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, the opportunities are endless. I do want to bring up a couple of things. I, I guarantee that no microtransactions thing won't last that long. True, I, I true. That's, that's, that's a good
0: point, yeah. That.
1: Once it comes on PC, I wouldn't be surprised if they're added in some capacity. Um, that's obviously the cynical me, but, you know, maybe... <laughs> Realistic, maybe yeah, yeah. But one thing, one thing I want to point out is maybe that yeah, this is a great thing um, because maybe it's going to get more people t- tuned into that aspect, into that mode right, and that, that maybe they go over to the women's side to look at that stuff um, just because of the lack of microtransactions and stuff like that. So I think that it could be a really good thing. And, um, hey, no microtransactions is a good thing regardless. So
0: Oh, no question. No question whatsoever. So that's pretty much all we have with the WNBA side of things at this, at this time. If anything else comes through, we'll, of course, talk about that. There will be more information, no doubt, on my career and uh, next-gen my team moving forward. Uh, in the meantime, we have been getting some screenshots with ratings and whatnot for uh, for next gen. Uh, there's, there's also been some other little clips of next gen to promote the uh, some of the new cards in my team current gen, which which I feel is a little bit misleading, but at the same time, it's you know it is it is a glimpse of of next gen. But uh, the, the one thing that has obviously caught a lot of people's eye this week is the uh, is the Kobe screenshot, with, which has uh, come through the next gen Kobe screenshot, and uh, I do have to say, Derek, that it is a, a better looking Kobe than some of the ones we've had in uh, in recent years
1: kind of a slap in the face, right? Because we've had some terrible looking Kobe's Mm. Um, that one on O three Oh four just looks absolutely. There's so many better Kobe's that were made by, you know, cyber face makers on the NLSC. Um, And so, yeah, I gotta be honest with you. It's, it's, it's like that whole thing with Allen Iverson where in two K 15 and two K 16, he looked absolutely terrible. It's like, how could you, you know, and then 2K17, he finally looked better. It's like, how did you even release an Allen Iverson that looked like that in 2K15 and 2K16? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, he absolutely looks ridiculous. Um, for NBA 2K21, um, that Kobe screenshot, he looks amazing. Of course, we're looking up at him, right, in that screenshot. It's not like, he's not staring us right, you know, face on. So, they do been, that but a lot. you can tell from the, yeah they, yeah, they do that a lot. Angles, angles. um. But, yeah, I mean, I, it does look better. I am expecting some improvements to p- players like, um, like Kobe and others. So, yeah, it was nice to see. The lighting's really good. Body types from all the gameplay videos that I've seen are, all, are basically identical. And that's really disappointing, to be completely honest with you.
0: That's not next-gen, uh, yeah.
1: But, yeah, body types on next-gen are basically identical to this-gen. I don't see any difference. Um, but lighting is better and it looks like they've made some improvements to faces. But please, get a better Brandon Ingram in there. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA today, and he looks absolutely terrible. So. Mm.
0: And, uh, and I imagine they're going to be having some face scans when they can. But, uh, I mean, shout out to Razor, because I'm sure that Razor's doing a lot of these uh, great faces that we're seeing. Razor's great. One, one, one of the key guys. I mean,
1: Razor, Razor's made a lot of improvements to some of the um, you know classic players and whatnot, and I think that, Given given his situation where he doesn't have the ability to be, you know, face to face with these guys that he's passing the the art off to and and all of this stuff, I think he does a an amazing job with what with the resources that he has. Right? I mean, because this is he he's not in an office, he's not like in a cubicle, he's not he's not being able to meet with these guys face to face. He's doing this all remote and i think he does a really good job
0: well you know if there's one thing this pandemic is uh one positive that may come out of this pandemic it's that we've realized how much, how much we can get done working from home <laughs> instead of having meetings and offices
1: i've been working from home since the middle of march yeah firm from job and i and i was fortunate to have a job that allowed me to do so so i have a laptop and all of that stuff so
0: I mean, I, I've been uh, self-employed for 12 years now, working from home, so it wasn't much of a change for me, actually. But uh, but yeah, certainly, you know, it's it's been quite an interesting year in that respect. And, I mean, having to design and develop these games in that situation is, uh, uh, you know, I have to give cre- credit to any developer getting jobs done at the moment.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, and by the way, you know, you working from home for this long enables you to go to Halloween parties and dress up as casual Flash. Oh,
0: yeah. So yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: It's pretty yeah I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna just call you casual flash casual you know, flash
0: spring break flash casual. flash of the Ooh, beach yeah. that's a ww well, <laughs> actually a WCW reference flash of the beach yeah. Um, yeah yeah but uh those screenshots will continue to come through i'm sure we'll get a few more developer blogs uh it's, it's one of those things i do miss and i've said this before derek but i, I do miss the days of having the lengthy preview season where we'd be getting all kinds of great information week after week where at the moment it kind of gets this big rush just and just leading up to the release of the game, we saw it with both current gen, and we're seeing it now with next gen. Uh, at least we are getting those previews, but it, it does bug me still that pre-orders go up way before the uh, we actually get the meat, the, the main meat of the information about the game.
1: It's disheartening, and it's not about being fair to the gamer anymore. Exactly, fair to the consumer. it shows how much
0: two- how, how how much of a market share they have, which is obviously with no NBA Live, it's hundred percent, but you know and why we need that viable competition and when we had the two games you would get that that trickle of information the steady stream of information rather throughout those few months leading up to the game but they're they are in such a strong position right now they know that they can throw the pre-orders up and people they'll probably get at least five million people guaranteed to get the game before we've even seen a single, a single screenshot let alone a clip so it's they're in a right. very powerful position right now which is i mean i think their, their past accomplishments have earn that position but at the same time it's not good for us in many ways no
1: i mean it's not fair i it let's be completely honest mm. um oh but the world's not fair well you know you, you can still you, know, <laughs> you can try and make can, it a you, fairer you, place yeah you can try your best to to make it fair but yeah no i mean a two minute gameplay video um true on-court action um actual like in motion we've only seen two minutes and we're a week and a half away yeah so yeah i just i'm just
0: I'm kind of over it. It'd be nice to get a bit more. But we will get a bit more information, presumably, in the final week or so leading up to the release. You would certainly hope so. We will cover that in uh, future podcasts. And, of course, possibly the uh, NLC Overtime. Check that out on our YouTube channel. By the time this is out, I will have that video up on the, the channel. As I say, I've been a bit under the weather this week so i've been a bit behind on getting some of the content out there but check that out on the nlc youtube channel which i will mention again at the end of the show nba live series center on youtube but uh moving on to the uh the question of the week derek which is the uh which is the proto uh proto mailbag uh segment this uh does come uh from uh dr funk 1984 love the name love the year uh number theory 1984 on twitter uh mentioned that uh d- that wasn't really a fan of Jordan versus Bird uh, you retweeted uh, uh the uh, picture of the Jordan versus Bird cover and you, you were reminiscing about it on on Twitter there Derek and he mentioned that he wasn't a big fan of it uh, felt it was boring and uh, and asked if we talked about the worst NBA uh 8-bit and 16-bit games and we haven't as we said at the top of the show it's it's something we haven't really t- uh, touched on even though we've talked a lot about Uh, old games retro games and old favorites and games we like and games we don't like Uh, I don't think we've really talked about that the the worst NBA uh, games on the 8-bit and 16-bit era and it's it's kind of hard for me Derek to actually talk about that because you have to make account uh, have to account for the time period make allowances for that time period that a lot of sports games at that time especially one as intricate as basketball weren't done that well really given the tech but I think it'd be interesting to kind of come up with and see which uh, which ones we do think are the worst.
1: Yeah, I think I think I'd almost want to expand it to thirty two bit, um, but means it's really hard to measure eight and sixteen bit games. I, I I understand what he's saying about Jordan versus Bird because it's very flimsy content wise. It's you know, the three-point shootout, you can only use Larry Bird, right? You can't even go against Michael Jordan in the three-point contest. It's just Larry Bird, and you're just shooting threes with Larry Bird. Um, and then uh, I will say the soundtrack is cool as hell. So at least you get good music. For the dunk contest, you can't dunk with Bird. You can't use Bird in the dunk contest. You only use Jordan. Yep. And then you have the, um, the one-on-one gameplay. So, I mean, if you think about at the time, you know, for me, I was five or six years old. Like I said in the tweet, you know, I was sitting at the edge of my bunk bed and looking down at like a 15-inch screen or 13-inch screen and playing this game, and I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world, right? Um, does it age well depth-wise? Um, Content-wise? Not really. I mean, it doesn't. Um, but at the same time, I, I enjoyed the gameplay and the gameplay mechanics, and I can still throw it on and still enjoy it today. But I do understand if he's you know if he's talking about getting stale um i can see how that game can get stale very fast
0: see I, I, so. I, if you're talking about mechanics versus depth like gameplay versus modes for example it absolutely there isn't much to it and I, I mentioned this in my way back wednesday on jordan versus bird that it, it it plays all right for the time but there isn't much to it once you've done it and, and certainly these days seeing how far games have come it, it's harder but even at the time i suppose that as you said, you can if you're doing two player uh, for the three point shootout or or the dunk contest. It's it's always going to be uh, bird versus bird and <laughs> Jordan versus Jordan in <laughs> Jordan versus bird. Um, it, it, it's it's only going to be Jordan versus bird in the one on one mode, uh, which which is still cool back in the day. But it, it is a very primitive game by uh, by many standards and i think the gameplay holds up but certainly the depth isn't there and, and even at the time i can see somebody being very bored by that so i think that's a very uh legitimate understandable point of view as you said um i think uh, th- this is going to be controversial you could argue that the original double dribble is not it hasn't aged particularly well because it, it's pretty much all the same plays. You've got the corner three, infamously as as uh, pointed out by Family Guy and many other people over the years, the uh, the corner three glitch, um, the the fact that dunks when they miss you have no idea why. For example, things like that. Um, so it, it's, but but at the same time it's kind it's of a classic.
1: Really have any depth? Like yeah, exactly. I it mean, it, it, it has no mode.
0: It, it is all exhibition play, double dribble on NES. Yeah. Uh, and possibly hoops. it's kind of fun but at the same time it's it's not particularly well designed
1: hoops yeah it's not a well-designed game it it, the gameplay is just not very fun yeah um in my opinion for hoops i
0: I think probably Um, hoops might be my pick and there's a few nes basketball games i haven't played um i mean i'm fiddling around with it i had a bit of fun but it's it's one of those games where you 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 lose and you don't know why because you seem to be doing everything right
1: that magic johnson game is absolutely terrible
0: oh fast break uh,
1: oh my god that game is terrible uh so if you want to talk about maybe the worst um it might be magic johnson's fast break that's what they did with this game if i remember correctly it's it's basically three on three full court instead so you're like you're like oh i'm buying a magic johnson game it's magic johnson's fast break hey and you're jumping in and it's like three on three full court no real players um terrible graphics even for that time and just really poor gameplay. Like, absolutely, it looks like they just threw this together. Um, correct me if I'm wrong about the three on three full quarter, the two on two. It might even be two on two. Um,
0: I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I played that one. And there's also a there's all pro it's basketball really- on the NES, and there's also a Globetrotters game on the NES, which I, I haven't played yeah. those. I haven't played those, so they might be worse. They might be worse.
1: Yeah, that, that I, I, it might be. I have to be honest with you. It might be Magic Johnson's fast break. Um, I will say this though. Um, I have a lot of experience, um, as, you, as do you, with the eight, six, eight, and sixteen bit. Um, there was a game, and it was made by Something Bites. I can't remember the name of it, but it's called like NCAA Final Four.
0: Yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah, I yeah.
1: Brought, uh, yeah, I brought it up on um, another podcast, and it's it, it basically it's really smooth animations, but the gameplay is just so rough around the edges um i I, I, maybe maybe it's made by bitmasters i can't remember i'd have to look it up um code masters
0: what is it code masters
1: uh no i don't i don't know yeah yeah, i'd have to look it up but it's ncaa final four so that game um that game has not aged well
0: let's put it that way um
1: but you know nba all-star challenge met the same fate as jordan versus bird
0: Oh, um, Um, on on 16-bit, yeah, that that would definitely be one of my picks for uh, the worst. Yeah,
1: Uh, for me, I still get a kick out of it. It still has the stats, it still has the portraits of the players, it has Michael Jordan, it's really cool to go in and look at the players. Um, It's still fun to throw it on to play a three-point contest every now and then and stuff like that, Um, but you know, as far as getting stale fast... Um, it can definitely suffer of the same fate as Jordan versus Bird. Well, it, it, has,
0: it actually does have some good ideas, like the horse and the, and the three point shootout and everything. It's and then one on one, but it's it lacks the depth, even though it does have some good ideas with the mini games. But I think you're, you, it would never fly today. It would it would have to be a a, a cheap uh, digital game on Steam or or PlayStation Network, Xbox Live. You could not sell in uh, in 2020. A game with a couple of mini games and about what 20 what how many uh, one player per team so at the time it was what 27 players so 27 nba players two or three mini games that you can play or three four mini games whatever you could not sell that for full price these days and yet back in the day it did so i, I think it, it has to stand as the one of the worst but like you say it is it is fun for what it is or you can have some fun and, and i want to put this out there and i'm gonna mention Bart as the space mutants um not just as a joke this time but as my i do have nostalgia for that game i've mentioned this before i have nostalgia for that game and i can play that game while also recognizing how bad of a game it is and the same goes for a basketball game like we, we can enjoy hoops or nba all-star challenge to an extent if you account for the crappiness basically but it doesn't mean it's not crap
1: I want to I bring up something, though. I do think that you could sell a game for 60 bucks full price with only 27 players now if it had gameplay like NBA Ballers. It, like, if it was, like, fleshed, like fully fleshed out, like, fun one-on-one gameplay with modes, right? I, oh, think no, could. I, I,
0: I mean, just, like, two or three mini games, like All-Star Challenge. Like, that depth, that oh, level yeah, of depth.
1: Definitely, yeah. No, 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 you couldn't do that. That would be, like, a $10 game.
0: Yeah, no, no and, one would that, buy that, that for for 60 us no
1: no 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 um i do i do think that there's room for a one-on-one basketball game in the space oh great yeah right or not and it's it's kind of sad that nobody's taken that on um if i was a better coder developer i'd probably try to take it on (laughs) honestly um but you know i was thinking about a couple other games outside of that i was thinking about like david robinson's supreme court um and then like nba action 94 and whatnot and those games, while I didn't play them a lot um, growing up, I had David Robbins in Supreme Court, didn't play it much. Um, NBA Action 94, I, didn't, I think it was NBA Action 94. Um, I didn't play it till much later. Uh, I think NBA Action 94 also had Legends, by the way. I'm pretty sure I remember them having like Rick Barry and Julius Erving and whatnot. Hmm, I'll have to look that up, yeah. Game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Um, but anyway, so they're not great games, but mechanically they're okay. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, like you can, you can jump onto David Robinson Supreme court and there's no, they don't have the license. There's no real players in the game, made up teams, made up players, but you get on the court and there is a season. You can play a season in that game, I believe. Um, But you get on the court and you play and you're like, you know what? This has the basics of basketball that you need, but it's just not that fun.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, when you say worst, even even a game that is fairly mediocre compared to the classics of the time, like an NBA Live 95, uh, a Super Donk Shot slash World League Basketball slash NCAA Basketball that we talked about last week and on NLSC Overtime, um, when, you, when it's compared to the best, even if it's still kind of mediocre and kind of fun, it can still qualify as the worst. I mean, when we're talking about the worst, the worst doesn't have to be completely broken and unplayable. It's just disappointing and the worst compared to the best basically and uh, i think by the 16-bit era technology had come far enough that there could be competence in a lot of games but even so so you have to kind of look at a game like all-star challenge i think that's that just doesn't have the depth and also has some gameplay quirks like having to hit the shoot button twice to shoot once to jump and then once again to shoot um and 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 that's the thing uh, that any game of any era and we talked about this with josh and dave you know the, the the hallmarks of good games and bad games alike basketball games that one of the hallmarks of bad get ga- bad basketball games throughout the years is really weird mechanics for the basics and and you'd get that and and i think all-star challenge is a good example of that
1: yeah i can i completely agree with that i just want to let people know that i looked it up and yes magic johnson's fast break might be the worst ever so that game <laughs>
0: uh,
1: like i was saying um it's it's two on two full court
0: Oof. which works for, works for nba jam works for nba jam that's a Different but I
1: want to point something out. If we're talking about we would talk about the worst, I want to say one of the best. And I know that Josh and Dave would probably strangle me. Um, but I think one of the best basketball games for NES, I mean, 8-Bit NES, one of the best basketball games that came out for that system is, tech, is Tecmo NBA basketball. I mean, they referenced Tecmo Super NBA basketball, which definitely had some changes. So maybe that game, um, maybe they were, they were a little bit more fond of the NES version. But mm. that game is incredibly impressive for nes Tecmo nba basketball hmm. um so i just wanted to point that out but um yeah i magic johnson's fast break i just it, it please take a look at it if you um dr funk 1984 yeah it's just it's bad
0: so so that, that's probably going to be the the eight bit it, it sounds like it's between that between that and hoops maybe the the worst of that uh 16-bit maybe an all-star challenge uh, but then you've, you've also got and we, we were talking this before the call before we started recording there's also a bunch of very mediocre jam clones on the 16-bit era because of course nba jam uh started kicked off tipped off a, a genre of arcade basketball well i mean arch rivals did it first and uh nba jam is aged, aged a lot better than arch rivals i will say um they, they did it a lot better um, but, we already
1: know, listen, we already know the worst basketball game Is Bill Lambert's Combat Basketball for 16-bit Right
0: I you mean, know that's what? Probably I See, the, the funny thing is I hadn't even thought of that Because it's barely a basketball game But you're right That that <laughs> that has to be the worst Absolutely has to be the worst
1: Yeah, I would say that um, But first off, just uh, I did look it up while you were talking NCAA Final Four is made by Bitmasters um, And that's the game I was talking about for Super NES One of the most underrated games I know we're kind of, you know talking about supposed to be talking about bad games but nba um nba give and go for ni- 1995 it came out in 95 that that game is just really cool for 16-bit the camera view the graphics the the, the way the players looked uh the feeling of shooting and, and dunking and all of that stuff i thought that game was pretty underrated
0: i mean that's that's konami of course who have had many classics as as, as you and i know quite well and there's a lot of people know quite well and uh that became the nba in the zone series eventually um. Yeah. No. I. I think so. I think so. I. I do prefer some of the later in the zone games to the uh, to that. What was it was based on the arcade version, which wasn't NBA licensed, if I recall correctly. Give and go. Give and go was the home version that actually had the NBA license, because I remember seeing oh, it in the.
1: Oh yeah, it had it has the N- it has the full NBA license, and it looks good too. Yeah.
0: But it, it, the the original arcade version from memory uh was was unlicensed, but then they got the license for the home version. Interestingly.
1: Yeah. I mean, sorry if I I'm actually looking at I'm looking at some games here and I think some of these are ones that I wouldn't have brought up, but like Jam It which which came out in nineteen
0: ninety four. Oh, Jam It uh, is terrible for PC. Yeah, I've got that. It, yeah, it's hilariously it's bad.
1: Terrible. Um Barkley Shut Up and Jam was not a good game overall. That was no. not not good gameplay. It's a that's another uh another jam clone um but yeah if i had to say the worst basketball game on for some reason there's some nostalgia for me for with the bill lambert's combat basketball i'm I'm having trouble saying that's the worst i have to be completely honest with you
0: Um, i I mean i i I wouldn't i'm tempted to say again that it's not the worst basketball game because it's barely a basketball game in the to begin with so (laughs) it doesn't even qualify Yeah.
1: yeah you might be right yeah i mean yeah it's tough it's I'm tough. Just, I, 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 I can't I like Barclay Shut Up and Jam and Jam It were both really weak releases, so
0: Yeah, um, I mean it's Barclay Shut Up and Jam is playable, but it, it is definitely a very poor jam clone. Um it's it just doesn't, doesn't play as well. Space
1: Jam had it would have had good gameplay if it had more depth, but Space Jam is just so how do i and i know that's not 16 bit we're talking <laughs> I, like i said i wanted to bring up 32 bit um but space jam wasn't the
0: best um, no no and, and, and of, of course yeah the, the depth there's no season it, it's it's based on one movie so you can't really have it's I mean, one game uh, like you can play the same game over and over and over again I mean, the interesting idea of having the mini games tied into the movie a, a little bit but it, yeah. again it, it's not uh it's not great
1: Right, like find Jordan's shoes. Well, how many times do I have to find Jordan's shoes before I want to put this game down? That's the thing. Um, You know, I wanted to bring up Jaguar 64, and for anybody that doesn't know about this game, um, I I honestly think this game could absolutely be on 16-bit, so I'm going to bring it up. White Men Can't Jump is one of the worst basketball video games I've ever played. Hmm. Um, It's three-on-three half-court, and the camera, the way it turns the the mechanics don't make any sense at all it's just an absolutely terrible basketball video game it, it, it's one of the worst of all time
0: and this so. is this is kind of a tangent because i actually have been preparing to do a, a long series for friday five five games at a time like the top 20 uh, best and worst games of all time and i've made a preliminary list and and one thing that in putting those lists together is that you know a game like nba live 07 which is has a lot of problems is is easily the worst game in the nba live series but but i still feel it's got too much competence compared to some of these games does it i would say <laughs> so. I, I, honestly I, I would say I, so I, honestly it
1: drives me it drives me nuts the, thi- the mechanics the, in nba live 07 drive me absolutely nuts i think i'd rather i, I think i would rather at times sit down with Barkley, shut up in gym
0: see i i, just, I, I, uh, I couldn't so I, I still feel there's more as far as overall design concept concepts and depth I still feel that there's more quality in the, in the in the in the, wor- in the worst game. Like I I don't have at the moment. I mean, I may change my mind because I' going back and playing these games and, and evaluating them. But I couldn't put any of the, my least favorite live or two K games on that list. I feel there's too much competence in their products overall compared to just how broken some of the games like from the from that era are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I can see that. I mean, I, I I have to be honest with you. I I don't think I'd put Live o seven over several games that I played growing up. I'd have to th- I'd have to sit down and actually think about that. It's it's um,
0: interesting. Like try, I'm, again, I'm still working things out with this series, but it's it's kind of like I feel like every every Live and 2K game, even, even a game like Elite Eleven, which was so bad, you know, so bad that it got cancelled, is still more confidently made than a game like bill lambier's combat basketball or or um or all-star challenge or, or there's at least more to it like the the problem the problems are not like oh this this game barely works it's not like an action 52 title or something like that whereas i think a game like a, a hoops or, or a magic johnson's fast break is just like completely unplayable or, or, the, or there's no merit there's no merit in the design should i say
1: Yeah, I'll say this, so to to kind of answer the question, I think, and you might might be able to do it by now as well, Um, now that we've kind of talked it out, I'd say probably the worst Nintendo game that I've played, so um, 8-bit, is going to be Magic Johnson's Fast Break, uh, and second, or maybe tied, is Hoops. Mm, Yeah. Uh, But Magic Johnson's Fast Break is just, it's, it's almost in a class of his own. It just makes absolutely no sense to have him be the face of that game. And for it to be called Magic Johnson's fast break, and it's just not good. Um, I said th- I'd say for 16-bit, I'm going to go with jam it and Barkley shut up and jam. And if we count Bill Laimbeer's combat basketball, it's right there. Yeah. Uh, as well.
0: So I-, I would probably say yeah. Um, I-, I haven't have I played? I might have to track that one down just for the the uh, the sake of it. Um, or I might have played it at some point. I, I- because I don't have too many memories of Magic Johnson's fast break. Uh, certainly not any positive ones anyway, but uh, I think that's going to have to be a candidate, that and hoops, and uh, and probably between, uh, for simple lack of depth, all-star challenge, and uh, and for simply failing to be a basketball game, uh, Bill Lambier's combat basketball. And uh, I just wanted to follow up on the NBA Give and Go uh, trivia note that I put out there before. Uh, the, uh, the arcade version was Run and Gun, which had uh, similar graphics and gameplay, but no NBA license. And they had uh, Give and Go um and then in nba in the zone with the actual nba license so uh, konami did both the licensed and uh generic games unlicensed games
1: The only thing it's about magic johnson's fast break for me i'm just ranting about this game um when you actually look at the game and you get your hands on it you feel like the game should be made in the 70s like that's (laughs) how i feel like i feel like it's it's it just it makes absolutely no sense like i i might have to put it on again at some point i might have to like fire up an emulator yeah. or something and just try to revisit it or something like that yeah I, i'm I gonna
0: ha- i'm gonna have to because i i think it's it's definitely one of the worst from, from memory from <laughs> i i have vague memories of playing it but definitely not for a long time and it might have been on, on an I mean, emulator yeah
1: we need to do an we need to do a series or a show on underrated mm. games and when i mean games is games that people don't talk about as much like games like college slam you know what I mean? Like yep. games that really shined, that didn't get talked about as much, um, or maybe didn't get purchased as much at the time. I think that would be cool to do. So
0: yeah, we'll have to do a bit of research and and talk about that. That would definitely be uh, a good idea. But hopefully we we answered the question. Hopefully that was interesting. And uh, and yeah, moving forward, you know, we, we obviously spent a lot of time on this question <laughs> this week. We may have uh, shorter answers for uh, for other mailbag segments, but we would like to do that mailbag segment. So uh, I will put out that call. On, on our uh, Facebook and Twitter, which I'll be reading off shortly. Um, and we'll do that every week and uh, or certainly you certainly know, try and get a mailbag section going every week and, and squeeze it in. And I, I suppose if we do miss the mailbag uh, segment, we can always do it on overtime, Derek.
1: Yeah, no, that'd be great. Um, I think there'd be a way that we could whittle it into the show. Whittle it? Fill it put it in the whittle it. What am I talking? Who says, who whittles anymore? Um, you know, if I don't find a way to fit it into the show. I think um, I love answering questions, so I thought this was great. So definitely keep the questions coming.
0: And uh, and Yeah, once again, thank you, Dr. Funk.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, I just want to say to those people that are leaving comments on Twitter um, and retweeting or saying that they like the show um, or, you know, making comments on other platforms like the NLSC official podcast page and all that stuff, it's really motivating.
0: Absolutely. Like when we hear
1: hear you guys give feedback, it helps us, um, it keeps us going and all of that stuff. So definitely keep the comments coming
0: absolutely and of course the podcast comes out each week every sunday comes out on the nlsc which is mb-live.com also on various podcasting apps and platforms including spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher podcast addict and i think pretty much all of them uh, if there's any others that i've missed uh, let me know and i'll get it on there asap but uh, as long as you're tuning in each and every week and enjoying the show that is the main thing uh, on those other platforms search for nlc podcast and look for our logo and of course, feel free to leave a review on those platforms that, uh, that allow it. It always, once again, strokes out where you go, but of course helps with the promotion of the show. And what, as Derek said, we absolutely appreciate everybody sharing the show and giving the feedback on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, let's keep the conversation going with that being said, Derek, where can we find you on socials and what you're doing at the moment?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at D for three eighty four over on the NLSC, um, at D as D for free on YouTube as D for free as well. Um, I will be recording over the next couple of days holding court with D for three episode 10, uh, going over worst Twitter takes, answering your questions, and also talking about, um, you know, Oscar Delahoya trying to make a comeback and recent comments by Bo Jackson and all of that stuff saying he could average, you know, around three or 400 yards per game, stuff like that. So some fun conversation on the next episode of that. Um, I was recently on a another podcast I got invited on to the from the rafters podcast um, podcast hosted by Bannertown USA Um, so make sure to check that out we talked about the Celtics we talked a little bit about the league in general um, you know different hirings and and whatnot different moves amongst the organization Um, we also talked about NBA 2k21 our critiques like I had stated earlier um, and then also a little bit about LeBron James as well so um, definitely check that out if you get the chance
0: and it's it's always fun when I get the chance to do a holding court with you as well. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, give uh, more about angry angry old man opinions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I've, I've kind of I'm I'm over people just calling me an old head.
0: Oh yes, yeah, point. Yeah,
1: uh, it just it's 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 now the the term most commonly used. Well, it's funny so, as as
0: millennials we're getting it from both directions these days. It's
1: <laughs> you know it's, it's really funny. I try to tell people about this. They're like you know oh you know why are you you know, you're such an old head and everything. I was like, you know, you do realize I'm the exact same age as LeBron James, right? (laughs) I could easily be, I easily be backing him. I could easily be backing this product today. I could easily be backing, you know, these athletes, all of this stuff and just talking it up, um, mindlessly, et cetera. But you know what? You guys don't want to listen to that because just because I have a different opinion and I'm not a teenager, you're going to call me an old head
0: so yeah whatever 30 years ago was much like 100 years ago why not but uh, yes it's a, a, a subject for another time, perhaps. But uh, in the meantime, uh, definitely follow Derek and all the things that he is doing. And of course, the NBA 2K17 projects and uh, my modding projects, which I'm still working on as well. Uh, as for me, I'm on Twitter at AndrewNLSC, as I mentioned before. Uh, the NLSC itself is on Twitter and Facebook at the NLSC. On Instagram, we are NLSC Basketball. And on YouTube, we are NBA Live Series Center. And of course, give a look to the NLSC itself, which is nba-live.com for everything we do for basketball video games. But yes, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I've been Andrew. I'm Derek. Go get buckets, everyone.